This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, January 27th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Possible SCOTUS nominees ag record. Lawmakers defend big packers. And can USDA close the CRP gap? President Biden may be eyeing judge who upheld cool. The reported retirement of Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer will give President Biden his first and perhaps only opportunity to fill a Supreme Court seat. A leading candidate is believed to put Kijani Brown Jackson, an African-American judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals from the D.C. Circuit, which hears cases involving decisions by government agencies. Biden pledged in February 2020 to put a black woman on the high court, and he affirmed that commitment on Wednesday, according to White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I take a note, Jackson had not authored any opinions at the appeals court, but as a federal district judge issued a decision in 2013 upholding country of origin labeling or cool regulations that had been challenged by the meat industry. The D.C. Circuit affirmed her ruling the next year, but Congress rescinded the cool requirements for beef and pork in late 2015. The U.S. was facing trade retaliation if the rules stayed on the books. In her decision, Jackson rejected claims by the North American Meat Institute and other plaintiffs that the regulations violated the First Amendment by forcing them to disclose production step information. In 2015, Jackson ruled against Food and Water Watch, finding the advocacy group didn't have legal standing to sue USDA over its new poultry inspection system. The appeals court affirmed her decision. By the way, three Republicans voted with Democrats to confirm her to the D.C. Circuit last year, suggesting she'd have a strong chance of getting confirmed to the Supreme Court. GOP lawmakers speak up for Packers. Republicans on the House Ways and Means Committee are coming to the defense of meat processors against White House claims that they are partly responsible for inflation. The Republicans argue that meat packers are dealing with the same labor shortages and spikes in production costs that other business sectors are. Attempting to pass the buck for inflation onto meat packers is dishonest and denies reality, the lawmakers say in a fact check. Now take note, several ways and means Republicans hail from cattle country, including Adrian Smith of Nebraska, Ron Estes of Kansas, and Jody Arrington of Texas. The GOP salvo comes as the Democratic chairman of the House Oversight Subcommittee this week demanded four major processors turn over records on their price increases. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture 
should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA makes another try to meet CRP cap. USDA is reopening the general sign-up for the Conservation Reserve Program on January 31st with the stated goal of reaching the acreage limit set by the 2018 Farm Bill. The program is capped at 25.5 million acres for fiscal 22, 27 million acres for 2023. There are only 22.1 million acres currently enrolled in CRP, and the contracts on 4 million acres of those are scheduled to expire at the end of September. An additional 2 million acres expire in 2023. Meanwhile, commodity prices remain at relatively high levels, making it a tough decision for many landowners to take acreage out of production. CRP acreage ticked up in 2021, thanks to new incentives that helped USDA sign up 4.6 million acres, but enrollment had declined every year since 2007. Why it matters? Well, CRP is a key part of the Biden administration's plan to use agriculture to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Take note, the deadline for the general sign-up is March 11. EPA signals new direction on Chesapeake Bay cleanup. EPA seems to be taking a new approach for cleanup of the Chesapeake Bay with Regional Administrator Adam Ortiz's statement this week that the state nutrient reduction goals set for 2025 are a commitment. His predecessor in the Trump administration had called the goals in the federal state bay blueprint an aspiration. We are going to fulfill our role here at EPA, holding states accountable, Ortiz said at the Maryland Environmental Legislative Summit, where he also mentioned the process Maryland has made on cover crops. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation praised Ortiz's remarks, but said EPA will have to take, quote, meaningful and swift action in order to resolve lawsuits filed by CBF and other states in the Bay Watershed seeking to enforce pollution reduction targets in Pennsylvania. Peanut farmers are using less water than ever. Years of investment and research are allowing American peanut farmers to reduce their environmental footprint. Data presented by the National Peanut Board shows they have cut their water use over the past two decades by about a third while also increasing yields. Farmers now use an average of 3.2 gallons of water to produce an ounce of shelled peanuts, according to the board. That's down from 4.7 gallons in 2010. Meanwhile, farmers have increased production by 50% from 10 years ago. Production research efforts through the National Peanut Board, state associations, and the Peanut Research Foundation have led to significant improvements in yields over the past decade, said NPB President and CEO Bob Parker. Afghan farmers get aid to deal with hunger crisis. A United Nations effort to boost agriculture productivity in Afghanistan just got a $65 million boost from the Asia Development Bank. 
The UN Food and Agriculture Organization says the money will help Afghan farmers produce grains and meats for the country's 1.5 million food insecure people. Providing food insecure communities with seeds, fertilizers, and other essential agricultural inputs in time for production will help them produce life-saving food and generate income and is most impactful way of reversing acute feud insecurity in the country, said FAO Director General Xu Dong-Yu. Here's today's They Said It. The White House has explained months of working families lost income by passing the buck and accusing the meatpacking industry of pandemic profiteering that House Ways and Means Republicans. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, January 27th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.